Hi, and welcome to the Essential Tennis Podcast, your place for free, expert tennis instruction that can truly help you improve your game. Thank you for joining me here today on episode number 245 of the Essential Tennis Podcast. We've got a really interesting topic to get to today, which was submitted by a listener. Before we get to that, really quickly, I want to send a shout out to somebody who just left a review on iTunes for the Essential Tennis Podcast. And this person's username is VFGCGSF. Not sure what that's supposed to be, but thank you very much for your review. If you're a frequent listener of the show and it's helped you in your understanding of the game, helped you improve your game, have more fun or enjoyment on the courts, I'd really appreciate it if you would take a couple seconds and leave a review on iTunes. All right, so today's topic comes to us from Dave, who wrote and said, I had a lesson from my local pro who I've been with for a while and I'm close with. During that lesson, he tried to teach me to hit a high loopy forehand that has a lot of topspin and is deep, similar to Nadal's forehand. This is different from my game, which consists of a one-handed backhand, a very flat forehand, and I'm comfortable at the net. It's hard for me to transition from the baseline to the service box to volley, which is why he's teaching me this. He says that it would push my opponent back and force them to hit a short ball, and I hated doing this since it's different from my original forehand. A few days later, I attempted to do this in a match. I succeeded in hitting the shot, deep, loopy, and lots of topspin, but my opponent instead hit a deep lob or deep forehand preventing me from volleying. I tried again repeatedly throughout the match to only have the same results as before, a deep lob return from my opponent. I want to return to my original forehand, but my pro insists that I do this. Do you know what I could do? Okay, Dave, this is the, there's several different elements to this question that we're going to talk about related to good teaching and the advice that David's pro is going to is is giving him we're also going to talk about kind of general attitude that you should have in approaching your improvement and the improvement process as it pertains to tennis and we're going to talk about strategy and that's where I got the the title for today's podcast 50 50 shades of tennis strategy you'll see how that plays into our discussion in a couple minutes here so Dave, generally speaking, your pro was right, in my opinion, for having you try something different. I won't even say in my opinion. I I just believe this is a fact, what I'm about to say. And there's going to be a caveat in just a second, so, so bear with me. Your pro is right for having you try something different because it's the only way to make big improvements to your level of play. It's the only way is to do something substantially different from the way that you do it now. If you continue to do the same things, use the same techniques, use the same tactics and strategies, hit the same types of shots, you're going to beat the same players and you're going to lose to the same players that you always have. And it's going to continue to be that way. So your pro is smart to have you do something different than you're used to. And I understand when you say that you hated it, is I know it was uncomfortable. It was very different from what you were used to. And you left your comfort zone there and you tried something new. And it's important to understand that this is the essence of improvement. The essence of improvement, or at least 
meaningful, substantial improvements is doing something that you're not comfortable with. Now, I've done a whole podcast episode just on this particular topic. Just because it doesn't feel right, just because it's uncomfortable, just because you don't like it and you don't pick it up right away, doesn't mean that it's bad. In fact, it may mean that it's, it may mean it's good. It doesn't necessarily mean it's good, but very frequently something feels wrong even though it's right. And that's just because it's different than what you're used to. So just something to think about. I could go into more detail there, but I'll leave it at that. Now, I say that in general, I think your pro is correct. The only exception to that, in my uh, viewpoint, would be if he was trying to get you to change styles completely. In other words, he's trying to get you to change from a flat hitter to a high, loopy topspin hitter, a fundamental change in your approach to the game of tennis. That I would not agree with. Uh, And in fact, I'd say it's completely different from what I said before, which was just a general attempt to get you to try a different tactic, a different type of shot. Now, since you say at the end of your question, I want to return to my original forehand, that's a big red, red flag to me. It makes it sound like your pro is asking you to change for life. <laughs> like, okay, no more flat forehands. We're going to hit topspin forehands because Rafael Nadal hits topspin forehands and he's a winner. So if you want to be a winner, you need to hit all heavy topspin all the time on your forehand side. If that is the direction that he's coming from, then I absolutely disagree. And I'm going to talk about why right now. The the problem with that attitude is your coach should be approaching this from an and perspective and not an or perspective, meaning you can have flat and topspin. It doesn't have to be flat or topspin. And this is really, really crucial because there are point situations at all levels of play where topspin is absolutely necessary to hit the most effective shot possible. It's not to say you can't hit an effective shot uh, in that same situation with flat or slice, but there are certain scenarios where hitting topspin just gives you the most advantage. It hits the most competitive shot because of the inherent properties that topspin gives you as far as the resulting shot that is possible. Now, there are also point situations where Hitting the ball flat is absolutely necessary to hit the most effective shot possible. Same thing with slice, backspin. There are different scenarios where different types of shot fit the best. And they're just a perfect match for that particular shot in that particular situation. Saying that topspin is better than flat is like would be the same, in my viewpoint, as telling a painter that blue is better than red. I'm going to say that again just because I like that quote. I made it up. Saying topspin is better than flat or better than slice or or any of the other combination, saying one is better than the other, it's just inherently a better shot. It's like telling a painter that blue is better than red. There's simply different options that make sense for certain situations and certain scenarios. And so... If you want to be the best tennis player possible, then you need to round your game out. You need to have different responses and replies 
as the old illustration is, you need to have different, you know, different tools in your toolbox to be able to use for different scenarios. So that depending on your opponent's, his or her strengths and weaknesses, how they're feeling that particular day, you have the correct response to solve the problem of how am I going to win today? So topspin and flat are both fundamental tools, basic tools that you should develop. And if it just so happens that your personal style is more flat, that's the way you grew up playing, that's the way you've always hit, then so be it. Know what your strengths and weaknesses are, but that doesn't mean that you should be ignoring everything else and only hitting what, you're, what you've been comfortable with up until this point. Doing that is a recipe to plateau for years and decades to come. On the other hand, what it sounds like your coach's approach is, oh, you're a flat hitter? All right, we need to hit topspin. Forget that flat shot. Is just the same side, I'm sorry, the other side of the same coin. All right, it's an either-or mentality, and it should be an and mentality. You should be developing both because they're both fundamentally important shots in the game of tennis. Now, so let's talk about how this applies to match play. And this is where the title of this podcast comes into play, picking the shade that fits the situation. Because here's the thing, you can hit a ball that's basically dead flat. It's essentially impossible to hit a ball with zero spin, but you get the idea. You can hit a ball that's completely flat. You can hit a ball that has huge amounts of topspin, 4,000 or 5,000 RPM of topspin like Rafael Nadal hits. And there are literally hundreds and probably thousands of flavors or shades in between those two extremes. And a, an exceptional tennis player is able to match his or her response depending on the situation. So the tactic that your coach tried to add to your game was, was a good one. It's not bad that he's trying to get you to hit topspin. That would be a great tool to have in your proverbial toolbox. But that doesn't mean that it's always going to work. Just because it's good in and of itself doesn't mean it's always the right choice. So now we're talking about application. And that's basically what strategy is. That's what tactics are, is thinking critically and saying, okay, what's the scenario here? I've got an opponent with a strong forehand, a pretty weak backhand drive, but they hit the slice pretty solid. When it gets up high, they really give me a lot of short balls. You know, their first serve is this, their second serve is that, their net game is this level of comp- competency. Your job is to think critically, evaluate, and then come up with the solution to that problem. All right, so this is this is the problem. These are their, their strengths. These are their weaknesses. And then you have to reach down into that proverbial toolbox and pull out the right tool for the job. Uh, this is not on my outline, but it reminds me of a good friend of mine in, in high school and college and, and after college. Uh, he and I, he and I, he really showed me how to work on cars when I was younger. And that was one of his sayings was you, you always need the right tool for the job. A lot of times you can get a job done around the house or working on a car with a tool that isn't quite designed for that particular job, but it's going to take you twice as long and it's going to be way more frustrating and much more work than it should have been. Better to have the right tool for the job. Everything is much, much easier that way. So just kind of going back to that, the toolbox anal- analogy. So topspin is 
in and of itself good, but it doesn't mean it's always going to work or even that it's necessarily usually going to work. It depends 100% on your specific opponent on each specific day. Their strengths, their weaknesses, what makes them uncomfortable. You need to figure those things out and then apply the options that you have correctly. And then after X, Y, or Z tactic doesn't work for the fourth or fifth time in a row, then it's time to implement a new one. And it sounds like in your match, Dave, you, you tried to use the tactic that your teaching pro, you know, give him the benefit of the doubt. You know, he, he's trying hard to help you. He had good intentions and you're trying to implement it like a good student and put it into play, but it didn't work. And it sounds like you kept going back to that option simply because your pro told you that it was a good one even though against that particular opponent on that particular day, it was a losing tactic. So a huge part, one could argue the biggest part of winning tennis matches is knowing when to to, uh, avoid going down with the ship. Too often tennis players stick with what they're comfortable with or they're, they're going to stick with the flavor of the week, whatever their, their teaching pro is trying to teach them. Say, oh, great, I just learned this new thing. It's going to work for sure. I hit it great in my lesson the other day. And it just doesn't work. But they keep going back to it anyway. They don't know when to cut loose. And a big part of knowing how to win is knowing when to shift approaches and try something different. And that's really the name of the game is continuing to try different things, probing, prodding, and seeing what makes your opponent uncomfortable one attempt at a time. And once you hit on something, just go to the well and abuse it and and keep doing that until you win the match. But if you just keep going back to A, B, or C tactic just because somebody told you you're supposed to, there's zero guarantee that that will be effective. In fact, it may play right into that particular opponent's strengths or weaknesses. So it doesn't mean that that tactic is bad or that it's wrong, just that it's the wrong fit for this particular opponent on that particular day. So in closing, avoid instruction or instructors that are constantly presenting an ultimatum. All right, you need to either hit flat or you need to hit with topspin. You need to make a choice. Uh, Kind of my way or the highway kind of mentality where you need to totally buy into whatever it is their um, theory is. And some teaching pros kind of stick with the same thing throughout their entire career. Other pros are kind of flavor of the week and you're going to get something a little bit different every time. Fact of the matter is it's important to develop different tools so that against different opponents, you have the right response. Dave, hopefully that's helpful. We really kind of covered a lot of different concepts during this episode, but hopefully some of these uh, pieces of feedback are helpful to you. Uh, Let me know. Uh, If that's the case, feel free to shoot me another email. And uh, if you're listening today, I just want you to know I really appreciate your time and your attention. Could have been doing anything, but uh, you're listening to this show. So thank you for that. I appreciate it. And I hope this was a big help. For more free game-improving instruction, be sure to check out EssentialTennis.com, where you'll find hundreds of video, audio, and written lessons. Also, be sure to subscribe to Essential Tennis on iTunes and YouTube, where we are the number one resource in the world, providing passionate instruction for passionate tennis players. Thank you so much for listening today. Take care, and good luck with your tennis.